80-year-old Congresswoman Kay Granger announced yesterday that she will not seek re-election because at that age, it's time to kick back and run for president. That was, that was almost funny. That was, uh, that bordered on humorous, which doesn't happen very often on that show. What's that guy's name again? Yeah, Seth Myers. Who is he? His parents don't even watch anymore. <laughs> they stopped watching some time ago. Poor Seth. He thought he was funny in junior high school. It's kind of been downhill since then. For Seth. Seth. Well, happy Friday to you. Uh, you know, we have this uh, daylight saving thing tomorrow. I'm willing to I'm willing to go a year or two years without doing the daylight saving. What what about you? I think so. You've got uh, you've got young Max. He's got to go to school in the morning and everything. Does that uh, cuz apparently it's uh, you know, it's darker. It's always dark when I get up in the morning. Doesn't matter what time of year it is, so doesn't make a lot of difference to me and I'm you know, I'm prohibited from uh, standing at uh, school bus stops. So <laughs> <laughs> so I don't do a lot of that, but uh, yeah, tomorrow is uh, fall back, and that means uh, what uh, sunset tomorrow is going to be uh, a little after 6 p.m., uh, I think like five minutes after 6 p.m. or something like that, and then on Sunday, uh, sunset's going to be 2.30 in the afternoon. It's <laughs> kind of a weird thing. <laughs> All right, not that much, but an hour earlier, so um, you know, 5.06 p.m., something like that. I'm, uh, and I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure that. Uh, well, I know I don't need that. I can. Just, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for school systems and school bus drivers and and all that. But I don't really. Uh, I don't need the shift. Now you get. Uh, they they say you get an extra hour of sleep. You get what extra hour of sleep? Except uh, you know you got to change all your clocks. How many clocks? You know I me. Mean? Every time I change, I'm amazed how many clocks I have. <laughs> it's. Uh, I've got more clocks and watches, and then and then uh, my last one, the last one I get to is always my car, my dashboard, uh, and my car. And that is the craziest, most complicated thing. It's like, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. I got to go into this and find the settings and then go to the, and then you want daylight savings on or off, and it's, uh, that's always the biggest thing. And don't forget the... Uh, the clock on your stove, your oven, rather, or your microwave. Maybe you got a microwave. We don't actually own a microwave, though, so I don't have to change that clock. You don't own a microwave? No room. <laughs> no room. No room. He's got no microwave either. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, when we we first, it was like, well, we don't really have room. Where are we going to put a microwave oven? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to heat up a Danish? Are you going to heat up your coffee? I don't drink coffee, so that's another thing that doesn't affect me. But, um, yeah, daylight saving time tomorrow tomorrow night, fall back, fall back. You know, when they tell Joe Biden that, um, he panics. Because, <laughs> wait, not again. I got, I'm trying to stop. Um, Joe Biden. So we, uh, well, happy Friday to you and welcome. I hope you have a, a great weekend. We've got uh, my best girl. My best girl has two sisters. She's got two sisters. And uh, they live in the uh, greater Atlanta metropolitan area. And they both came up yesterday and my best girl picked them up and and I brought him out. And we have my best girl, actually all three of them, my best girl and her two sisters, their uncle, uh, who's Irish. And he's not like from Boston. You know, he's from Ireland. And, uh, you know, thick Irish accent, 
tells stories, tells jokes. Uh, and he's a classic Irishman. He is. And uh, so got the, my best girl's two sisters and their uncle, their Irish uncle. Mom was from Ireland, you know, off the boat uh, from Ireland. And uh, the, uh, the uncle visiting and the two sisters. And so uh, busy, busy week, busy time. Out to dinner last night with uh, the gang of us, the five of us, and and a uh, big weekend ahead and, and lots to do. So we got uh, a lot of stuff going on. Good thing we get that extra hour sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna. I might just go home and change all the clocks this afternoon, <laughs> just to, just to screw with everybody. I think. I think the last time, <clears throat> last time we did this, and I got counted. I think I had eleven clocks to change. Yeah, eleven. I had eleven clocks. Uh, the crazy thing is that you know, like too much information on on uh, this, but I think we have three clocks in our bedroom. Because got a, a, an alarm clock my side of the bed, bedstand, uh, uh, alarm clock uh, on the my best girl's uh, side of the bed, and then there's another clock underneath the television where they got a you know where there's a cable box. Okay, and it's not on the cable box, but there's a clock there too. So three clocks, and then uh, forget about it. You got your watch and uh, all that stuff. Let's just skip it one year. See how that works out. That whole daylight saving thing, and wouldn't it be. Wouldn't it be nice? I mean, you know, as it stays dark longer in the morning this time of year, but then it stays light for longer at the end of the day. I kind of like the light longer at the end of the day. That's that's me. Yeah. And I'm used to getting up in the dark, so that's not really on my list of things to care too much about. So I got that going for us. All right, enough about that. Uh, the Biden administration sure is stupid, isn't it? Let's just jump right into the <laughs> jump right into the news. They uh, they're hard to believe. Are they on the side of Hamas, these uh, people? Did you see, apparently the report is that the White House was calling Jewish Democrat members of Congress yesterday and the House of Representatives, uh, telling them not to vote for the Israel money bill, $14.3 billion, billion, $14.3 billion. And the White House was calling, and apparently just the Jews, and calling him, tell him, don't vote for this, because Israel might be able, to be able to defend themselves better against radical Islamic jihadis that are trying to wipe the state off the map. And the White House, they're against that. They, they're, they're for Hamas, I think. I think they're pro-Hamas. And they got, I guess, uh, you see, there's supposed to be a big rally in Washington, D.C. tomorrow, big pro-terrorism rally. And you know who will be attending? Democrats. That's who. There won't be a Republican in the mix uh, unless, you know, uh, somebody goes down just to look at the craziness, which which we very often like to do. We, uh, my best girl and I, we've got a long history of going to protests and marches and rallies, and we don't participate. We sit on the sidelines and eat popcorn most of the time, not literally, just metaphorically. And, um, and there's supposed to be a big pro-terror Democrat rally in our nation's capital tomorrow. And they see, what was it, in North Carolina, they were laying in traffic yesterday, Democrats, and they get all the Utes, you know, uh, the Utes. What's a Ute? Stupid people uh, who are kind of young that lay down in traffic probably went to Harvard. Of course, I think it's North Carolina. Maybe they went to Duke, you know. It's the Harvard of the South. That's, that's what they say. So they must raise crazy, gender dysphoric socialistic, anti-Semites, pro-terror. Um, what else are they? They're, 
They're anti-capitalist. They're gender dysphoric. They, uh, they're, uh, you know, they're leftists. They're, and they've got these, a lot of gender issues. What's with the Democrats and their gender issues? But uh, that aside, uh, all over the country yesterday. And then did you see on right there in Harvard Yard, right in Harvard Yard, where uh, John F. Kennedy used to go to pick up unsuspecting girls and, and uh, stuff. They had, they had a, a violent mob of mentally ill pro-terrorist Harvard students. I, I could you know, say they're mentally ill. They're Harvard students. They're, they're the future of uh, the U.S. government and, and the future of the United States corporate boardrooms. And the mob swarmed and surrounded a Jewish student, a young man, who was... Michael Pierce and I were watching the video this morning. Who was? It's uh, worthy of note. The um, he he uh, enjoyed the least stature. The the uh, uh, in terms of elevation, he's uh, he's a, a short kid, college student, Harvard, Jewish, and uh, a bunch of Harvard students, male and female, swarmed him, surrounded him, uh, where chanting, screaming in his face, not letting him walk, and they're obstructing his, uh, and, and, you know, you just walking across Harvard Yard, and uh, they obstructed his uh, ingress. They, they mobbed him, and they're screaming loudly in his face, shame, shame, shame. shame. I guess shame. Shame. Harvard. Shame. I uh, and of course the uh, the people leading the charge are not um, they're not good people but they are Harvard students. Editor of Harvard Law Review. This is the guy not the not the Jewish kid walking through being harassed and uh, by the violent mob of mentally ill gender dysphoric socialist pro jihad democrats. But the editor of the Harvard Law Review is the one who was leading the scourging of the Jewish student, the editor of the Harvard Law Review, caught on camera harassing Jewish student during anti-Israel protest. The post-millennial has the story. Less than two weeks after Hamas brutally massacred hundreds of innocent civilians in Israel, a freshman from the Jewish state was verbally and physically harassed at the Harvard University campus by a group of students as he tried to make his way through a pro-Palestinian protest. They, uh, they like to wear headdresses and things, dress up and make believe. They... One of those who partook in accosting the first-year student was Ibrahim, <clears throat> Ibrahim Brahmal, Brahmal, B-H-A-R-M-A-L, Barmal. Uh, so Ibrahim Barmal. Uh, student and editor of the Harvard Law Review. The incident took place on October 18th. The video was uh, not uncovered until yesterday. The incident took place October 19th in an area campus near the business school during a die-in. They're having a die-in. But, you know, they had a die-in, but then they didn't, did they? Organized by an anti by a group of anti-Israel students, as the aforementioned student attempted to cross one side uh, of the protest to the other, he was approached by a group of individuals holding kafias, you know, the the uh, black and white uh, Palestinian headdress, uh, uh, and they're holding them like shields, like shields, because the Middle Ages are back, thanks to the left. In uh, in footage. 
uh, showing the situation there. The students can be heard uh, telling the the protester, don't the protesters and the uh, Jewish kid who's the smallest kid there, don't grab me, don't touch my neck as they uh, block him while simultaneously telling him to exit, exit, and they're shouting shame, shame, shame. Uh, after his attempts to break through the cloth banners uh, came up fruitless, he told his fellow students, I live here, uh, but that too uh, failed to achieve the desired result. And then Ibrahim uh, Barmal, he, uh, he's captured in the video, among those holding the kafiyas uh, and the signs harassing the student while chanting, shame, 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 shame. And at Harvard, this is all perfectly normal. Because, you know, why do you they think they picked Ibrahim to be the head of the Harvard Law Review? Same reason probably they picked Barack Hussein Obama to be the president of the Harvard Law Review, even though that was not an actual position on the Harvard Law Review. Because they, you know, hey, hey he's a black guy. He's from Hawaii. His name is Hussein. Well, it's Barack, too. And Obama, it's got, he's got this great... So let's pick him and give him some kind of... And uh, here's, the, uh, here's the guy... Uh, with the uh, Ibrahim, and he's got kind of bleach blonde uh, punk haircut, and and he's the editor of the Harvard Law Review, and he doesn't like the Jews. Reminds me of that Tom Lehrer, the Tom Lehrer song that, you know, uh, I think most people don't remember or never knew, you know, um, and uh, maybe we'll play that today because that's another anthem of the Democrat Party. That and Lola, of course, you know, L-O-L-A, Lola. Boys will be girls and girls will be boys. It's a mixed up world. She's a mixed up girl. That was Lola. That's the Democrat Party in a nutshell. When I say in a nutshell, I think you know what I mean, too. Just amazing. Yeah, so we've uh, we got, well, I, I've got a number of updates for you there. But I'll tell you what, I've got a lot of border. There's a lot of border news today. What with all the terrorists and everything. So many terrorists. The Democrats love terrorists, and our borders are open to terrorists. And we're catching some, but uh, we won't know about the ones that we didn't catch until later because that's what terrorists are all about. The Democrats won't fully condemn Hamas because Biden needs Dearborn, Michigan. See, they can't afford to lose Michigan. It's a it's a key State, what do they call it? The big uh, Hamas wall, something like that. Yeah, so they're pandering to the terrorist vote because they figure the, and the polls show that they're losing the Muslim vote because a lot of Muslims in the United States want to kill Jews too and wipe out Israel, according to the polls. You know, I, I don't want to conjecture. Uh, some kind of amusing Hillary Clinton news. Oh, that's got to do with Israel too. But the uh, the borders and... You know, this Sam Bankman Freed guy, huge Democrat Party donor. Looks like he could be going to prison for 100 years. I wonder if he can still fund the Democrats from prison. What do you think? We got a ballot box stuffing story for you out of Connecticut. A judge has intervened. And border, border, border. A lot of border today. We are at 888 630 9625.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. This scene occurred at Harvard University. A Jewish student being mobbed and harassed and menaced by, uh, what are they? Oh, Democrats. Democrats is what it is. They should be wearing armbands. I've been saying for years now that the Democrats should be wearing armbands so we can we can tell who they are in, in crowd situations. You know, mob violence while they're looting and things. Um, all right, let's uh, let's uh, take a uh, phone call. Let's go to Robert calling from Waldorf, Maryland. Roberto, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? Great, Robert. What do you say? I mean, I'm sitting here watching these people. Chris, I've I've watched these. I've watched some videos of what these these animals did. They literally baked infant babies. I've seen over 20 videos of this. These people are siding with people that bake these babies alive. If, if the Democrats want to do that and they want to vote against this funding bill, the Republican Party should put those videos on national TV and say this is what your Democrat Party supports, the baking of babies. We, always know that they, we already know they want to abort them all. But, I mean, if, if you can side with that, there's no talking to that. You've got to kill that. You know what I mean? These people, I mean, come on. I mean, Chris, I don't know if you've seen it, but it is. it knocked me on my, it knocked me out. Yeah. So, so, so well, wanna... I've been saying uh, from the beginning that Israel really needs to uh, release the photos and the videos and make them as public as possible. And, and I, my condolences to the families involved. Uh, but this needs to be revealed, uh, Robert. And because it will affect uh, masses of people the way that it has affected you, right? It has, it has affected me. I, I, it's just awful. I mean, it knocked me out, man. And then you see uh, college campuses and Democrats and mobs in the street uh, supporting Hamas. And uh, it is a new day in America. It is a time for choosing, as Ronald Reagan famously said. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Little blood in the streets, it's up to my ankles. Uh, A little blood in the streets, it's up to my knees. The left is here. An article from the City Journal. The City Journal. 
by Stanley Goldfarb. Stanley Goldfarb. The headline is how DEI, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, the Democrats, this is one of their racist uh, plots. Only one of them. They've got a number of racist plots ongoing. How DEI inspires Jew hatred is the headline. Diversity bureaucracies stoke anti-Semitism on campus. And this is an interesting uh, an interesting right for a number of reasons. Hell hath no fury like a donor scorned, he begins. In recent days, numerous generous supporters have withdrawn or threatened to withdraw financial support from the University of Pennsylvania where I used to teach, Mr. Goldfarb says. The list includes former U.S. Ambassador John Huntsman, hedge fund tycoon Cliff what is it? <clears throat> Asnes. Asnes. A-S-N-E-S-S. That's not the best name. Estee Lauder heir um, uh, Ronald La- uh, Lauder, uh, to name but a few. Now, he goes on, and it's, a, uh, it, it's uh, actually quite an interesting and thoughtful article. And he talks about DEI being this, this nightmare uh, of racial division. And it is a Democrat Party effort, of course. He writes, after DEI took hold at Penn, anti-Semitic fervor on campus intensified. At first glance, DEI seems to have little connection to the Jewish people or the Jewish state. It's more often associated with efforts to recruit more minority students by lowering admission standards. That's another Democrat uh, plot here. Creating racially discriminatory scholarships and setting racial quotas. He said, while I witnessed all that and more before my retirement from Penn in 2021, I also came to see that subscribing to DEI almost inevitably resulted in attacking Jews. True, anti-Semitism existed long before the establishment of the first university DEI office, but this worldview has given anti-Semites a pseudo-intellectual and seemingly moral framework through which to spew their hatred. At the heart of DEI, and this is very important, at the heart of DEI is a simple binary. The world is divided between oppressors and the oppressed. Proponents of DEI cast white people as oppressors and black people as the oppressed. While they apply this frame primarily to America, they often apply it to Israel too. Apparently, Israel is a bastion of Jewish whiteness with, the, with a racist commitment to shattering the lives of non-white Palestinians. They're both uh, Semitic peoples, by the way. In fact, a colleague of mine, a former collegiate DEI director, no less, was told that Jews are, quote, white oppressors, end quote, and that it was their job to uh, de-center whiteness. De-center is another one of these words that leftists use. It's not an actual word. It doesn't mean anything. They use the words, but they don't know what they mean. They don't care. It's just about racial division. Charles Manson would be, uh, well, he was a Democrat then, but, you know, he wanted a race war in the United States of America. And uh, really, the spirit of Charles Manson lives on in the Democrat Party today. I don't think there is any doubt about that. 
Hence why the campus groups most associated with DEI are now leading the anti-Semitic charge. A good example is White Coats for Black Lives, which I encountered at Penn's Medical School, the group which serves effectively as the medical student offshoot of Black Lives Matter. You know how many tens of billions of dollars Black Lives Matter took in? The greatest shakedown in the history of the United States of America makes Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton look like pikers. Honestly, they are Lilliputians compared to what Black Lives Matter raked in. The biggest shakedown ever. So the uh, offshoot of Black Lives Matter, the the white coats uh, for black lives, pretty funny. It has a mission to, quote, dismantle racism and accompanying systems of oppression. That would be like capitalism and the U.S. government and society as we know it. Apparently, that means supporting terrorists who beheaded Jewish babies and raped Jewish women on October 7th. In the wake of those atrocities, White Coats for Black Lives proudly declared that it had long supported Palestine's struggle for liberation. That's so you're pro, you know, all that stuff. Campus DEI bureaucracies are stoking this hatred, too. In 2021, the Heritage Foundation's Jay Green, uh, now a colleague at Do No Harm, looked at the Twitter feeds of nearly 750 DEI officials at 65 U.S. universities, found that 96% of their tweets about Israel were critical of the country or anti-Semitic. Many universities have all but muzzled their DEI departments in the past two weeks, doubtless fearing blowback from donors and the broader public. Yet no one should assume that silence suddenly means collegiate DEI departments stand with Israel. No, silence is violence, man. Remember, silence is violence. That's what that's all about. That's, uh, that, is, that is just, uh, that's your Democrat Party. Um, and your Democrat Party is not well. They're not on the side of the United States of America. I've been saying that for years. They should be wearing armbands. I think that's plain for everyone to see. And um, boy, they're, they're, they're really, this is the left. I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. They're not liberals. They're the left. And the left is not liberal. The left is the most illiberal, illiberal gang of miscreants you're going to find anywhere. Anywhere, I'm telling you. So we got that. Uh, also, a uh, completely crazy story out of, uh, and wait till you hear the border things, because, like, terror, terror everywhere, uh, and not a drop to drink. They got, uh, honestly, it, it is... Uh, we got terrorists and murderers loose in the country because of our open borders. And the Democrats, and that includes the media, don't care about it, don't think that there's anything to see here. Um, I also want to tell you about the ballot box stuffing crimes in Connecticut that have been uncovered. And a judge in Connecticut had to order a new mayoral primary election because the surveillance videos show Democrats stuffing the ballot box. And uh, then, uh, guess who won? Huh. By And guess by how much? But just don't say that there are any problems with, uh, because, you know, you know their thing. But the, uh, yeah, the, the terrorists and the murderers on the loose along the border. Crazy man, crazy. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's take another, another phone call. We, we are at 
and we have a lot of news to cover uh, because mostly of the Democrats and jihadis. But at this point, what's the difference? <laughs> Hand, meat, glove. Uh, let's go to Barry calling from Frederick, Maryland. Beautiful Frederick, Maryland. Barry, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Hey, Barry. I've been trying to get my mind around why the Democrat Party would basically turn their backs on this incredibly loyal voter base, the Jews. And I thought maybe they're obviously they're making a political calculation. So I thought maybe there's more Muslims in the country now than there are Jews. So I looked it up and that's not true. Jews are 2.4 percent of the population. Muslims are 1.1 percent. So it can't be that. So did some digging, did some thinking. The Anti-Defamation League did a survey recently to try to you know, measure anti-Semitism in the African-American community. And what they found was astonishing. 79% of African-Americans are either moderately or extremely anti-Semitic. So it's got to be that the Democrat Party is making a political mathematical calculation that they're just going to jettison the Jews in favor of a greater number. African-Americans are 13 percent of the population. And I think the African-American population is kind of unhappy with the Democrat Party already because of illegal immigration. So they're basically they're just trying to placate an anti-Semitic voter base. And they kind of just assume that the Jews are going to vote Democrat anyhow. I think it's cynical and evil, but that's who the Democrats are. But that is who the Democrats are. I mean, it, it honestly is who the Democrats are. By hook or by, by crook, uh, hammer and sickle, uh, they will, uh, by any means necessary, one of their tried and true old phrases. And uh, listen, they're also terrified, Barry, that, that, they're, that they're losing the— there's a poll, and it's the Zogby polling outfit, uh, which found that Joe Biden's support among Arab Americans— has plummeted, plummeted, I think it dropped 42%, down to 17% support from the Arab community. And that here's why that matters. Because in Michigan, where there are a lot of Arabs, a lot of immigrants that have come from the Middle East, and uh, the population is big enough that it could swing the state of Michigan, which is a key state, you know, in their Iron Curtain, or whatever they're, they're calling it, the, where the Democrats win. They can't afford to lose the state of Michigan. And they're terrified. And there have been a couple of news reports about this just in the last few days, in particular after the Zogby poll came out, showing the plummeting support among Arab Americans. They're terrified they're going to lose the state of Michigan and they in the presidential race next year. And they believe that if they can't win Michigan, that they will lose the presidential contest. So... They are pandering, and first of all, they, you know, they're the most racially divisive people in Western civilization, the Democrat Party in the United States of America, and they are terrified, according to multiple news reports and the Zogby polling people laying it out, that they're going to lose the state of Michigan because of the large Arab vote there, uh, largely but not entirely Muslim Arab vote, and if they lose Michigan, they can't win the presidential election, so they're in a panic, Barry. And they're crashing into furniture and throwing stacks of paper into the air. And uh, they're uh, questioning their gender 
Uh, they do that anyway. But they, they're in a panic because they're afraid they can't win the presidential election if they lose Michigan, and that if they don't have the Arab vote, that they will lose Michigan. So that's a huge, a huge piece of this, too. But that is a fascinating uh, statistic that you gave on the uh, 79% of uh, African-American voters are either you know, marginally or extremely anti-Semitic. We, had, uh, we played uh, audio for you last week of an African-American guy um, in his car blocking a woman in Washington, D.C. who was on her bicycle with her little toddler. And the uh, African-American voter, a Democrat voter, presumably, in his car was block- blocking the bicycle lane. And the nice lady uh, stopped her bicycle with the little kid uh, towing behind the bicycle in a, in a wagon, one of those kid wagons. And, uh, and it sounded like this. All I'm asking you to do is move out of the bike lane. I don't lane. care what you're asking. I don't got to comply with you. you no, of course not. But that's around. just the law. So go your ass around. It's not safe. I don't want to go into I the contra lane. Safe for you. Your life is not my concern. I understand that. I am, in fact. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you was a Jew. <laughs> you people. She is trash. Your your life is not my concern. And he has, she asks him to move and he says, Are you a Jew? She says, Yes, as a matter of fact, I am screaming, laughing, and cackling like a lunatic. I knew you was a Jew. Uh, I think he meant to say I knew you were a Jew. And uh, but uh, DC schools, and that is uh, not completely out of the blue. And we had a lot of response when we played that uh, audio, uh, I think last week. And a lot of people say, "Well, he sounds like he might be a Farrakhanite, you know, a follower of uh, the minister Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam." And uh, this is, you know, the Democrat Party loves racial balkanization in the United States of America, ethnic balkanization, religious balkanization. This is, this is what the left does everywhere in the world, Barry, uh, and now they're doing it here. Thank you, Chris. Love listening to your show. Learn so much every day. Thank you, Barry. Now, are you Jewish yourself? I am not. You're not. And, uh, but I, no, but, but I support Israel. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so do I. And I, I am a Zionist. I have Jewish friends who are not. Uh, I am. <laughs> it is a crazy world out there. And all of this falls to the Democrat Party, all of it. You know, I know, yeah, uh, Trump bad, uh, Republican Party bad. All of this is on the Democrat Party. 100% of this, which is the maximum percentage available, uh, goes to the Democratic Party. And they do it knowing the effect that it's having on our culture, on our civilization. And when you hear this open border stuff with the terrorists and the murderers, the Democrat Party is the biggest threat, not just to the United States, but to Western civilization. Forget about the jihad. You know, that's the jihad. It's been there a long time. It's still there. But the Democrat Party in the United States right now is the biggest threat to the cohesion of the United States and, by extension, of Western civilization itself. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. 
That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Yeah, we got ballot stuffing uh, Democrats in Connecticut. Ballot box stuffing Democrats in uh, Connecticut caught video, judge, court. Uh, all the illegal aliens who are on the terror watch list. And, and uh, you know, our uh, Biden administration practice is just to release the terrorists into the country. I have uh, stories on that for you. Pretty amazing. And mass murderers in the United States. Uh, wandering around free because of Joe Biden. Um, I can point to one woman in Pennsylvania that was murdered by one of the illegal aliens in the country. And uh, the news media doesn't cover it because it doesn't serve the interests of the Democrat Party very well. Uh, And honestly, the the border stories today just got my goat. And all the Chinese sneaking into the country too. Democrat Party. You know, the countries that paid the Biden family are more present than previously known. And with that, let's go to the phones again. Let's go to Marco, calling from Springfield, Virginia. Marco, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Morning, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Marco. Hey, um, I think I think what we ought to do is there's a number of Jewish billionaires in this country. 139 of them are on the Forbes 400 list. They need to start a fund called Jewish Lives Matter. And instead of donating to Looney Tune institutions like Columbia, Harvard, and Berkeley, and UPenn, and uh, the rest of those places that are creating these crazy radicals, they need to save that money and start putting the money behind conservative candidates. I, I can't see how a Schumer gets elected. What kind of uh, loyalty do you have to your Jewish voter base? Your last caller pointed that out. And there's a great book out there. Uh, it's called Liberals, America's Termites, or It's a Shame That Liberals, Unlike Hamsters, Never Eat Their Young, is the subtitle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written by Bert Prelutsky. I suggest people read that. Um, 90% of the Jewish population in this country votes uh, Democrat, 90% or 80%, but 90% of the Jewish population in Israel votes conservative. There's something wrong here, and it needs to be put a stop to. Um, and, and the way to do it is hit them in the wallet because that's the only thing I understand. Well, and the universities, you're absolutely right about the universities, which are hotbeds of lunacy on so many different levels. The leftism, Mm -hmm. socialism, anti-capitalism, transgenderism. And now they've really gone completely bent guano nutty with the pro-Hamas, pro-radical Islam, pro-Jihad movement. And everything's a movement with these people. And... I, you know, the clock is ticking out loud here, and bad things are happening. We can expect bad things to get more bad rather than less bad going forward. The Ed 
Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 